The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Very active starting a business. It takes a lot of gumption. I really want to dig in deep, figure out what makes these people tick, how they are leveraging their success to make the rest of the world a better place. You know, maybe have a couple of giggles along the way. From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Kilroy Report, the podcast that shares the stories of entrepreneurs and agency owners doing extraordinary things in an ordinary world. Now here's your host, Tim Kilroy. Hey everybody, it's Tim. I'm here with Daisy Foster from Digitool. She is an emerging agency owner that uh, in, in so many respects has like mastered this whole, uh, you know, niching down, being in love with your audience, you know, really like being super focused on probably a a spot that I think a lot of people were thinking like, why would you target those people? I don't have any money. (laughs) So, so yeah. So why don't you, why don't you tell us about digital and tell us about your audience and this is, this is going to be super fun. Course. And thank you for having me, Tim. Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, digital, um, as you were saying, targets a very niche audience. Our niche is the cleaning industry. Um, so right now we only help cleaning businesses to win more work. And we do that through Google Ads, Google My Business Optimization, and web development. Um, so probably the same services that people listening to this are offering, um, but we make sure it's that very, very specific type of audience, cleaning businesses. and. Even within that niche, we have further niched down of there are specific types of cleaning businesses that we work with. And I'll get onto how we've niched that down in a little bit. The first thing that might make this all make a bit more sense is my family have a cleaning business. It was set up by my granddad. Um, my dad took it on. My mum, my sister, myself, we've all worked at some point in that cleaning business, whether it was... I think at the age of five, I was sticking stamps and envelopes to send out to our customers to see if anyone wanted cleaning child, around Christmas. Child labor, awesome. It, well, child labor, I did get pocket money, but I think it was about a pound, which works out as like a dollar, <laughs> a dollar for a day's work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very Dickensian. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and so let me, I have to ask this. Is your house really clean? Uh, no, of course not. Oh, okay. We can't find the staff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my, my family have the cleaning business and, you know, my family worked really hard to give me, my sister and my brother, a fantastic childhood. Um, they sent us to a school that was private, so they had to pay for that. They worked really hard. We worked in the cleaning business, so they taught us the value of money. We went on all the holidays that kids would dream of going on to Disneyland and to all the adventure parks. I honestly can put my hand on my heart and say my mum and dad worked to give us everything. Um, But that definitely came at a price. And the price was that my mum and dad were working all of the time and they were super stressed out um, to kind of paint a picture. I would wake up before my alarm clock every morning and hear my dad every single morning being sick, um, truly like being sick because of stress. Um, So that's how he started every day. 
he'd then go out in order to um, start the business. He'd be looking after his employees, making sure the vans was washed, payroll was done. He was on the phone ringing customers, um, doing all of our accounting. God, then it sounds, after- it sounds like a blast. <laughs> it was yeah it was tough for him and you know if any cleaner called in sick he didn't have a backup plan so he'd be out cleaning um and then at the end of the day he'd come home have his dinner and then he'd go out and quote big jobs um and be on his laptop till late at night um that was kind of our family routine and I went to college um came back and saw that that same um standard of living was still the case my dad was still super stressed ill from work and um it shouldn't have been the case you know they should have been at the point where they were looking at retiring they didn't have children to um mouths to feed anymore um and he'd almost just got himself into a cycle um and then the big wake-up call for us was my dad he's a keen cyclist he fell off his bike nothing major but had to go to the doctors and he's a really fit man like has the um health rate when it comes to cycling of like an 18 year old semi-professional he is very good at cycling eats healthy um but the doctor said your blood pressure is absolutely through the roof and the only thing that we can put this down to is your business stress and if you don't sort this out this business is going to kill you Um, which was a huge wake-up call for my dad Um, so we had a couple of beers sat down and came up with a plan of how can this business run without him how can we ensure that customers are coming through the door every single week without him having to trade his time for new customers to gain new customers so how do we automate it how do we come up with sales funnels that are going to mean that he can Enter the daughter with a fancy college degree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dad, I know you've been doing this for years, but let me show you how it's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> As every college student says, I know best. <laughs> um, but truly, I didn't know best. And we, um, I bought online courses. And it was just really that um, feeling that I'm sure some of the agency owners out here have had where this has to work because there's so much riding on it. Right, been... there, is, there is no plan B. Exactly, yeah. Right, you're, burning, you're burning the boats, like there's no going back. Yeah. Exactly. You can't like look at a report at the end of the month and go, oh, the click-through rate was low and we didn't quite get the ROI. It's, is my dad going to be able to make this business work without him so that he can get the time off he really sure. needs? Um, and it was quite a bit of trial and error. I'd say there was about, six months uh, and the things that we hit on was redesigning the website um so it started ranking organically a lot better google ads which meant that there was a consistent flow of business um and getting reviews from his really happy customers those three things the more we repeated them the more customers we got from it um we did do a lot of other things to restructure his business um but if I could put down the success of the automation to three things, it was them. Yeah. Um, and whilst doing it, I um, also answered the phones for the cleaning business. So dealing with customers every day. 
and really just got a lot of industry knowledge. Um, absolutely loved what I was doing, but said, I want to set up my own business and I'm going to start marketing. And get, and get totally stressed out like you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no way. I'm taking this on. Uh, well, I, I wasn't as needed. We'd, we'd created all the automations in the business. And the fantastic thing was my dad uh, saw the benefits straight away. He goes on a, about four or five holidays a year now. He knows that he's getting paid each month. He's not having to worry about the phones ringing because they consistently ring. He's got what people would strive for, which is a turnkey yeah. business that works when That's you great. press the on button and just keeps on rolling. Right. And so then you thought, well, I figured out dad, maybe I can help these other people. Exactly. Well, at first I just got any clients that had come my way and my dad very kindly would recommend me to his customers. So at one point I was working with like a vitamin company, a dog walking company, yeah. anyone that I could take on because that's what you do at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I realized I just wasn't able to get them the same success that I could get my dad or the few other cleaning businesses yeah. I was working with. And it was just because I had that industry knowledge which kind of yeah, leapfrogs right. you a couple of months ahead where you know what terms you need to be bidding on you know how to speak to your customers that they trust you they're right. not just you know right. you're not just saying this is going to work in two months time you're saying and this is why and these are the trends in the industry and right. you right. can really because feel in control right when you put stuff in your wheelhouse and you sort of crank it through the machine you get better and better at it and so you, 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 know, you continue to increase your efficiency and your customers benefit from that. Right? Absolutely. You, like, like you don't have to go do keyword research for a cleaning company in a new town because you already know the, the, the 300 of them that, that work, right? Exactly. And it's quite a then copy and pasteable model once you've got to work in once, right, right. lift and, it, paste yeah, it, and do it again. Sure. sure. And I, you know, I work, when, when I work with my clients, one of the metrics that we try to put into play is return on understanding. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a soft and squishy metric, but the better you understand something, the better results you get and the more return you get. And, and so when, you know, when I work with agencies that are focused on, you know, on niches that they don't really care about, you know, the, the people going after med spas or whatever, because they heard that was easy, like they're, they're like technically proficient, but there's nothing that, that makes them great at it. And it's because they don't really understand it. And I would say in your case, you know, you not only understand it, but you love it because, you know, these are your people, right? Yeah, you like, exactly. You know, I'm sure you see a little bit of your dad and every, and every customer that you, you know, and I don't know if your dad has a mustache or not, but you know, maybe, maybe it's like, like, <laughs> like you just picture everybody with a mustache. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, it also works of um, clients that are thinking about coming on, go on board really gain your trust and something that we're able to say. Um, you know, in marketing, it's really hard to um, offer guarantees you know, to say, I yeah. can get you 10 leads this month or I can get you 100 leads this month. What we can say instead is we've spanned that guarantee to say, I wouldn't do anything to your business um, that I wouldn't recommend to my own family's business. Um, and it's a, good. it's a scalable message as well. My yeah, team members also say that. So my team members can say to new prospective clients, we understand the industry. You know, 
we care about smile carpet cleaning that's my family's business and if we're we guinea pig anything on that and if it doesn't work you don't get the benefit but if it does work only then can we hand on heart say you get it and that is a really powerful message but it's also not a guarantee so it kind of right. puts us in a nice safe position yeah, exactly all right now let me ask you a question lots of so most of the businesses you work with are really small yes you know like under a hundred thousand dollars a year i'm guessing or, or hundred thousand pounds right some yes yeah. yeah yeah and and holy moly like that's those businesses they're up against a lot and so you know there's going to be a high degree of volatility you know they like they can't they something something happened in their cash flow and they can't spend as much this month or you know, uh, the, you know, things get hard and they, they decide to pull back on advertising. How do you manage that? Because that is something that, that whacks out a lot of agencies when their customers are unstable. Um, that instability flows over to them. Yeah, great question. Our business model is based on, um, because we have that copy and pasteable model, where if we've got something working for one cleaning business, we can lift it and do it to another. It means that we're able to take on volume of the same customer, uh, which means that we can charge quite a low fee, but it means that we have lots of customers. Why we're happy with this model is we would rather have um, our monthly revenue coming in made up of lots of little people so that if one ever leaves us, we're still in a really comfortable position. Rent's going to be paid, employees' wages are going to be paid. So... It is volatile, you know, people do stop your services sometimes, um, but it means that it's low risk for us because if one person stops our services, it doesn't um, affect our business. But we also need to put terms and conditions in place that mean that we're in a safe position. Um, and some things I'd really recommend for agency owners is set out what your contract terms are. Um, ours are quite... Ours are quite um, relaxed because of the nature of people's businesses so ours are actually um a rolling contract you just need to give us 30 days notice we have to be able to offer that because cleaning businesses like you say don't always know what's going to happen next month but if you're working with clients where you can offer a longer term contract i definitely do also make sure that you've got a payment plan set up so that you are guaranteed to get paid on the same day each month um, we, auto pay, yes. Auto pay, yeah. So we use GoCardless. They've just yes. launched in Australia and America this month. So that's made our life 10 times that's easier great. as well. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, but I would, from the beginning, even though the likes of PayPal or GoCardless are going to take a cut of your monthly fee, I can't tell you how much yeah, it's, it's, energy it's going to save you. It, it is cheaper to pay the 3% or whatever the you know rather than rather than having to chase money absolutely yeah and also it's maybe not even the the time savings it's like the emotional energy there's you know nothing feels nice about chasing a bill um right. and if you can lower the low energy tasks that get you down if you can lower them minimize them in a month you're making your work day so much happier and healthier right. so i'm all right. about that yeah, because we all have a limited amount of energy to give to our businesses. Um, and so you need to invest your energy where it has the highest impact. Yeah. 
Now, and if you're if you are, are investing it in backwards looking things like arrears, like you're not doing anything to drive your business forward. Exactly. You know, and, and it takes away from the creative juices. You know, if yeah. your day is spent doing things that don't make you feel good, admin, chasing payments, paying the tax man, all them things have to be done. But if you can automate them, your time can then be spent doing the things that are fun, like so what is what is what is fun for you yeah great question um i love speaking to customers i love getting feedback from them i love speaking to existing customers um because we offer a monthly service sorry like a monthly recurring package we have a little brainstorm session where we think of different ways we can just delight our existing customers that aren't included in the monthly fee so just the little things that are going to make people stay on for longer. Sponges with smiles on them. Exactly that. Um, You know, we send T-shirts out to our um, audience. We give customers, you know, something that we've got working for one cleaning business, like a a pricing calculator that means that you can price up jobs easier. We can create them because all of our customers are the same industry. So if if we're going to create it for one customer... We can give it out to everyone. Um, you know, just little things like sending them a chocolate bar in the post, just something that just makes people think um, my agency isn't just a group of faceless people behind a computer sat on the other side of the world. They're people that care about me and the growth of my business. So you know that's pretty rare, right? Maybe, but it answers your question of um, yeah. how do we keep up that um, consistency with customers that have volatile businesses it's rare but one we'd love to do it but two there's tactics behind it because if somebody's having a bad month um, with their cash flow one of the first places they're going to look is their advertising if we're proving that we're a company that cares and even if they've just got a chocolate bar in the post that month from us it reduces the likelihood that we're going to get cut so Relationship capital. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and you know, this, I mean, this goes for personal relationships as well. When you invest in them, they become stronger. Yeah. And, and I'm, I, I'm all, I, so the, the one thing, and by the way, guys, it, uh, uh, Daisy has a, uh, uh, there's a, she's got a Facebook group and, and there's an Instagram feed that shows all sorts of stuff. There is, I think something in your Instagram feed uh, where you guys were at a cleaning show, mm-hmm. and you know this is three or four or five months ago, and it looked like you were having so much fun. Now I have been to I don't know <laughs> six thousand different trade shows in my career, and you know, honest to goodness, after like the third one, they're not very fun. But, sure, right, but you guys really looked like you were enjoying yourselves, and you know, with your customers, and and that was so delightful to see, and you weren't. You know, you were being sort of authentically present. You weren't just, uh, you know, you weren't standing there thinking, "Can I make a sale?" Right? And that I think that's, sure. I think that, that that speaks really well to the kind of people you hire. And also, that's another fantastic reason to niche is because we can go to something like a cleaning show, and how we see <laughs> cleaning shows is like a works Christmas party for us. You know, we're a small team. But when we go to a cleaning show, 
all of yeah. our customers are there. We get to meet them once a year. And right. we and get the opportunity. Trunk and act inappropriate. It's perfect. Of course, yeah. yeah. We're on karaoke <laughs> by 7 p.m. <laughs> hey, do you like the Kilmer Report? I really hope so because we work hard on it. If you'd like more content like this, I invite you to subscribe to my Friday Focus email. You get weekly updates about what's on the podcast, what's new in the world of business growth, and honestly, my weekly short video essay about the things that entrepreneurs need to be thinking about right now in order to help them create an extraordinary business in an ordinary world. I hope you'll subscribe at fridayfocus.co. That's fridayfocus.co. Your institutional knowledge of the cleaning industry, right, that, that sort of set this whole thing up. How do you hire people who think like, wow, I'm going to go work for an agency that services the cleaning industry. Yeah. How do you get people excited about that? Um, I actually have a very unconventional way that we hire that I'm really happy to share with you guys yeah. um, that came from one big mistake. So I hired in the way that most people hire, where um, you put an ad out on all of the job ad websites and then you just sit there and hope. Um, and I've taken some advice of don't just ask people to submit their resumes, ask them to fill out a form as well. So I did that thinking, okay, let's see how this goes. And within 24 hours, over 90 people had applied to work at the business. And at first I was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, 90 people want to work for me. And then when I actually looked at who had applied, it was people that was just like, see attached resume, dear sir or madam, here is my resume. And it was very generic. And even the little form was just really half-assed filled out. Um, And I had 90 people I needed to get back to. That is a lot of my day. (laughs) And what I found was a resume says nothing about someone, you know, what college you went to, what major you did, what you did babysitting services when you were 16. Why is that still on your resume? How am I going to know if you're someone that's so compatible you're, with our business? So you're, t- you're telling me I should take off my time as a manny? Because <laughs> the, the summer after I graduated from college, I was a manny. I love that. You can keep it on if you think it's valuable, but I don't think you're handing out your resume anytime soon. (laughs) No, I I don't have a resume. You're far too great at what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So so how do you get over that? Like uh, a bunch of unqualified, uninspired people have filled out my form. Yeah. So what I did is instead is I scrapped all of them. I put all 90 resumes in the bin and I started again. And I created a YouTube video that was why you shouldn't work for us. (laughs) And the video was me in my bedroom. um, And and we'll we'll put a link to that video in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, feel free to. It's quite a good video. It's um, 10 minutes long. So if anybody's willing to sit through 10 minutes, you've already got over one hurdle that they're interested. The video is really really manages expectations we say what's fantastic about working for us but also um this video was explaining we're a two three person team um sometimes you'll be working from home sometimes we're working from coffee shops we've got a little office here in next to the train center uh, next to the train station in a really busy vibrant city but our office parties 
at Christmas consists of three of us. Um, and then it'll shoot to B-roll of like us three uh, just in there. And it's quite... Like eating, like eating Chinese food and being sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, and you'll see it on Facebook. There's so many of these agency owners that are like, I made two million pounds and my Ferrari's in the back and they've hired the Ferrari for the day and the girl that walks past in a bikini is probably their cousin. It's all fake. It's totally fake. And the people that they're going to get working for them aren't going to align to their message. Where What we did is we were just super honest and this time around we got three applicants. Um, And those applicants, oh sorry, one thing I forgot to mention is at the very end of the video we give really clear instructions on how to apply. So they've had to sit through a 10 minute video if they're still interested, the clear instructions include, I can't remember what they are, but it would be like, send an email and make sure this is the subject line. Something yep. that's important for me is attention to detail. So if they forget to do that, they're not my kind of team member already. Oh my God. Like I wouldn't, I could never work for you. <laughs> but that's because you're an entrepreneur. You're meant to be big picture thinking. But the people that are going to be diving into Google Ads accounts, um, looking at reports all day, they need to be attention to detail orientated, and that's the role we so, were hired. So, so where did you, where did you get this this uh, this hiring hurdle idea? Because um, I mean, a, a, you know, a lot of I have another client who has this whole like hiring funnel because you've got to go you got to go through you got to watch a video you fill out an application you know and then and then you have to wait for an email to come to you and he. He doesn't, so it takes, it takes like three weeks to get to the point where you have an interview, mm-hmm. but by the time you get to that interview, he's pretty sure that he's going to hire you if you make it all the way there. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. That's a fantastic one because I guess what he's hiring for is um, they want to really work for you. Yeah, exactly, right. What yeah. I was hiring for is I want you to understand that this company culture is how it is we work hard we have fun while we do it um and only if you kind of fit this criteria do we want to work together because when you're a three-person team um your personality is going to really change the group dynamic uh where i thought of the idea was just out of desperation of 90 (laughs) applicants all at the same um how do i turn that into three that look like my kind of people How, how many staff do you have now there's three of us all right, so like you were busting at the seams. Exactly. <laughs> Just couldn't fit another person in that office, which is also quite true because it's a small office. <laughs> um, so, 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 so as you start, like, I mean, and obviously, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're going to take over the entire UK on that entire cleaning market. So how, like, how do you get to be the point where, where you have your your own Ferrari that you didn't rent that you actually purchased, um, you know, with the money you've been shoving under your mattress. Like, what, what, how does that happen for you? What yes, is the question yes, there? Sorry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so how do how do you how do you get to scale? You know, okay, how do you yeah. get, how do you get to thirty employees or you know to you know whatever you know eight million pounds yes, a year in revenue? Fantastic. Yeah. So how we do it is really really targeted marketing. So we know that we need to get new cleaning businesses calling us up and becoming monthly recurring customers every single month. How we do that is we're looking at not targeting the whole world. We target really specifically. Uh, We look at the UK, for instance, 
and we look at America and Australia, there are three markets. And we have a map of where do we have customers and where don't we? So we don't have a customer in this particular city. So then we can target the cleaning businesses in that particular city. And there's only a couple. So you can send really personal emails or something that we do is we send really personalized handwritten letters to them cleaning businesses explaining why we want to work together. So how fantastic that a digital business whips out the pen. That's <laughs> so, so, so Daisy, uh, you know, I, I'm going to give you all sorts of, of, of like uh, bonus points here because you have sort of executed um, like it's almost textbook um, where you picked, you picked uh, an, an unsexy market mm-hmm. that has fairly low competition Mm-hmm. You narrowed your services so that you ha- can create a machine that does it. And then you actually choose your customers, not by blanketing everybody, but by being very specific and personalized and going against the grain by sending a letter, which I, I think the last time I got a letter was when one of my kids was at camp. And that's, and that's, um... only, and that's only because they made them write letters. <laughs> And that's the feedback that we get. We get a really high um, response rate because it's so personalized. And to answer your question on how we scale that is, um, you know, I don't sit there writing letters all day. We have a freelancer that's based abroad and we have really set criteria on the cleaning businesses we want to target. So um, he's fantastic. He sees the list of the areas we don't have cleaning businesses and he then will get a business name a business address only if a cleaning business meets certain criteria like they've got x amount of star google's google rating stars or they've got x wait, wait, wait a minute so you qualify your customers by what oh, people yeah. think of it oh like i only know. want to work with the best cleaning businesses because they right, but- are gonna have so this helps us then reduce our churn rate of if I'm working with established cleaning businesses, they're not going to leave us, which then decreases right. the volatility. Right. Exactly. Wow. Look at that. Um, like, God, that fancy college degree is really paying off. <laughs> so, yeah, but then, so we have someone that's creating a list of leads for us. We hire students to write all of our handwritten letters. More child labor. Good. Yeah. More child yeah. labor. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a cheaper... Um, cheaper revenue stream they'll they can also do it from their bedrooms so we don't need sure. people to come in once the letters are sent out it then triggers a whole email marketing campaign that's got a follow-up so that lead generation part of our business and the question of how you scale all happens without my input now so, so how long did it take you to sort of get this to a point where it it could run you know reasonably well without you so i read um e-myth have you read e-myth by michael gerber and one thing that that book says is that you should make a guidebook like a, a handbook a manual on how to run your business um and now we do that with any procedure we know we're going to repeat so the first time we did this the very first time is we wrote the guidebook that went alongside it And then immediately I took myself out of the process and 
things went wrong. Um, so, for instance, uh, the freelancer that was generating new addresses um, was getting the addresses in the wrong order because I think where he's based in the Philippines, you write addresses slightly differently. I think that was the reason. Um, the students that we hired didn't have great attention to detail, so they were just looking at that and they weren't putting it right. <laughs> They'd probably been out the night before on Jaeger bombs. Um, or probably out while they were doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what we're able to do then is, rather than say, "Oh, this doesn't work," we need to find new students or we need to find new freelancers. Is why is the guidebook not um, making this process totally automated? We edit the guidebook um, to explain this is how you format addresses in the UK and the US, then we don't have that problem anymore. So um, how long it took was just a couple of, once we did it with my total input, and then each time after that, I had slightly less input and to the point now where I don't need to be part of that. It happens right. without me. So, so what do you do all day? So uh, like you lie down on the couch and just watch, watch the money pour in or... Well, right now I'm in California for six weeks. Um, meeting, I am. I'm meeting cleaning business owners out oh, here. Sh sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm meeting three. So like, <laughs> all right. So like, yeah, one every one every two weeks. That's, that's, I guess that qualifies as a business trip, yeah, right? Of course. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm able to work from wherever, but my job is. Um, still the first point of contact so anytime someone responds to a letter responds to one of our ads i want to be the first person to talk to them that's not a totally scalable scalable model so as i'm talking to them i'm making a guidebook on how other people yeah, can sure. talk to them um but my day so, is sales yeah though, though i must say um even even if you can turn this into a process sale there is there is uh, something undeniable about uh, the confidence and comfort you have with the market. True, right? Right. true. I mean, you can sort of teach that over time, but you know that that could actually be a, a place where you're going to have to work extra hard. That's going to be a challenge for us, but in order to um, in order to be to have revenue of over a couple of million, which is our aim in the next couple of years, um, we need, I, I can't be the only person on sales. So you're totally right. It's so nice that my company right now is personalized. I understand the industry, but we know that that's going to be a hurdle for yeah. us of how do we make this a, a still a personalized company without me being the person that speaks to every single person that comes through the door. So that's our next challenge. And if any people are listening to this and have a really good way of um, overcoming that challenge, if you've done it yourself, I'd be so interested to hear yeah, as so, well. So, so here's rule free coaching. Uh, so, so what you need to do is sort of um, a Well, first of all, playbook is great. Mm -hmm. So you so you create the playbook, but then you, then you have to be ruthless about anything that requires Daisy magic like anything that you that you that anything that that someone has to assume or know out of context you know or know or can only know with context you have to pull those out 
because no one else can deliver those with the authority that you can. Okay. And your customers will smell it. Yeah. Like, like oh, this is the salesperson. Like, they'll be icky, right? If yep. they're if they're if they're if they're presumptively knowledgeable. So what you need to do is sort of break this down into, okay, great. You're a cleaning business, and we've worked with a lot of cleaning businesses. You probably have three or four of these problems, right? Mm -hmm. Get agreement, find out which one is really hurting them, and then it turns into a process sale. And your salesperson can say with complete authority, we handle this kind of problem all the time. In fact, we've actually built our entire process around solving this problem. So we put your problems in, we do steps one, two, three, four, and five, and money spits out the other end. That's fantastic advice. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And it really, and it really is. So this is something that is perhaps best not done by you. So you start it, but mm -hmm. someone else has to look at and listen to what you're saying and say, nobody but Daisy can say that. Mm -hmm. Because there's stuff that you say, stuff that you know, because this is your world, this is your love, this is your passion. Yeah, that pops out, and and it doesn't matter how earnest and fantastic your your sales resources are, they're never going to have your childhood where they licked the stamps for your dad's business. So it's going to be different for them, and so yeah. like so it's 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 actually it's not so difficult to create a sales process for someone else. What is difficult is pulling out the parts that, that you rely on regularly mm -hmm. that can only come from you. That's so true. You can't scale authenticity like that. It has to, you know, each person and, has. Right, they have to find it on their own. Yeah. Right, a sales resource can actually become very authentic, mm -hmm. but it takes time and practice. Whereas, you know, you sort of, you emerged that way. Yeah, completely. Yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. This has been so fun. I'm like, I'm, uh, this is just like, great. I just, I love, like, I love your, the, a lot of things I love about your business. But the one thing that I really love about your business is that the care you have for your audience is real. Like, you know, you're, they're, they are your tribe. Completely, and, yeah. And the yeah. success stories we get um, just yeah, so, feels so, so much yeah. more personal. I actually yes. cried at a, uh, somebody wrote back the results they got back <laughs> from our services the other day and I know how much I care because I I cried when I got um, a fantastic study tell us what was, what was the result yeah we had um, a guy that um, started with us about six months ago and I've said before we have certain qualifiers of we don't just want to work with cleaning businesses we want to work with established businesses have a couple of employees because we know they're more likely to invest more in advertising yeah, so sure. we can get them better results more likely to stay on but a cleaning business got in touch with me um seemed like a really nice guy but he didn't meet our dream sure dream cleaning business owner he was on his own he explained that he was quite far into his overdraft and that this was his last chance and if this didn't work uh, he was going to give up his cleaning yeah. business. He sent us a review this week. I've just shared it with the team that for the first time ever, he's out of debt from our services. 
he's going to keep going. He's buying a second van. He's thinking about employing someone. He said that he's never felt um, positive since his wife died from dementia. And this is the first time that he can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And the, and the best bit was he said, and that is because of Joe, which is one of my team members. So the bit that made me so happy was it wasn't even me. That was a dream I had three years ago, but now other people are able to execute that and really make an impact on people's lives, which felt fantastic. It just felt so wonderful. And I want to be able to do that for more small business owners because they're my people. Right. You know, and I must say that um, in my, in marketing for my business, I often talk about results, Mm -hmm. but the financial results actually are, are almost the least important to me. You know the things the things that um, the things that make a huge difference. Um, one of my clients was able to get a bigger apartment because they were having a baby. Amazing! Right, and and because of the work we did, they increased their revenue significantly, and they were able to get a three bedroom apartment. That's you the know, stuff that matters. I, They're the life changing moments. Yeah, exactly. Or or a company that I worked with. Uh, that was doing about was losing money at about forty thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. We completely changed their business, and, and they started making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. And and so and the the team, the husband and wife team, were getting married in a couple of weeks, and and they don't have to worry about paying for their wedding, which was a huge concern for them. Oh wow! And I just thought, and I just felt like that's awesome. That's like. That is way better. Like that's that's fantastic. All right, cool. So so this has been so this has been so fun. We're almost out of time. Um, and it, sorry, I cut you off there. But I would love to get if you're going to talk to Daisy, um, um, you know, three years and one day ago before you started this business, what would you tell her? Wow, great question. I would say it's better to build something slowly and authentically than scale quickly if the things involved aren't right if your heart isn't in it if you aren't in a position to take on 50 new clients um and give them all fantastic customer service do it slowly and those customers are going to stick with you and they're going to shout about you and they're going to buy your second and third and fourth product that you offer um so you don't need to be in a rush to make your first million you need to be in a rush to make your first 50 loyal customers uh, so you were wise beyond your years, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and really, I'm, I, it's just—it's really so delightful to watch your business grow, and really the just the amount of love that you put into your your clients is just awesome. Thank and you. So, yeah, it, and it and it shows, and it's authentic and real, and I just I, I love watching them. So everybody, uh, Daisy Foster from uh, Digital. If you have a cleaning business, know someone with a cleaning business, this is the lady to talk to. Or just feel free to shout out if you're another agency owner. You know, we're all going through this same wild journey together. So I'm always really happy to have a conversation, have a virtual cup of coffee with someone. Um, And Tim, the community you're creating is fantastic. So really thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Have a great afternoon uh, and enjoy the sunshine. I know that uh, if you're from the UK, don't get sunburned because everybody does. <laughs> I've got yeah. factor 50 on right now. Okay, all right, thank goodness. Sorry. Cool. All right. All right. Inside as well. <laughs> That's probably most important, yeah. Right. Take care. 
All right. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Tim. Thanks for tuning into the Kilroy Report. Your support means a lot. If you liked this episode, hated this episode, whatever, please leave your feedback at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you do that sort of thing. And if you're one of the brilliant people who love this, think about subscribing. It'll do you good. 